This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. God wants to do His will. When When you exchange your life for Him, you said, Whatever it is, God, it's for you. Matter of fact, you made a statement. You said, now I'm going to take up my cross and I'm going to follow you. So whatever it is, God, that you want, let it be done. Matter of fact, you even pray that in your prayer. Not. Come on, say, oh, no. Oh, I don't want to say it because I'm going to be I'm going to be held accountable. You held accountable because you just heard it anyway. Not. Be done, but your will, your will. And one of the hardest things to do for a believer is to give up his way. To give up his way because he has a way. And I I know I, I got it figured out, God. And God said, no, 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 you got it figured out. But you don't understand you're doing that without me. All right. I'm good, but I'm not God. Come on, somebody. Did you just hear me? I'm being good. I'm doing good works. I'm doing good things, but I'm not doing God. I could preach. Listen to this. That's why I know where where God's taking this to finish. I can preach, but I'm going to tell you, if the Holy Spirit says stop, I have to stop. I have to sit down. Why? Because otherwise I am now doing good, but not God. Are you with me? And it's important that you do God versus doing good. Amen. You can do good all day. It means nothing to God because you're not obedient. Amen. Man, that's good stuff. Because God is looking for you to understand how he operates, how he does things. And see, and it's his will. Jesus understood it. And, and see, Notice when we talked about the centurion, it was about understanding the will. I just obey. We talked about uh, <laughs> we talked about something uh, the other night. Remember, we talked about it. Uh, uh, it was a few of us ministers. We were talking about one of the things I always and I got to keep moving. But I want to say this. One of the things that I like is military people. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like you, but I'm just saying, you know, people say, well, he just said he don't like us. I guess we'll leave. Amen. No, I'm saying I like military people because military people, most of the military people, most of the ones, not all, that I've run into understand orders. And they understand authority. And because of it, when it comes to church and God, it's very easy to talk to them. Does that make sense? Why? Because they understand authority. Does that make sense to everyone? And we were talking the other day, and we were talking about the gentleman. We were there at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just talking about God, and we had a gentleman that, they, you know, he stood guard until the man of God left premises. And uh, I seen him walk past, and I was like, he's waiting. for. And I told Teresa, I said, I think we better leave. Glory to God. But he knew he had to stand guard. 
And then it was called out, and then we were leaving. And said, yeah, he's military. He, he, knows, he knows what he has to do. Now, we didn't even bring that up about what he had to do. But that, to me, I was like, wow. And then, but we got to talking about orders. Watch this. And he said, I wanted to leave. He said, I left. And they said, he left, and then he came back. And he said, because this is his place. He knew where he was stationed. Okay, so he came back. All right. And then he said, well, and then he said, but pastor, you got to tell him I'm going to be leaving. He's like, why are you leaving? He's like, because my orders, I may have some orders. He was like, but God is the God of orders. Then the conversation got into, isn't God the God of orders? And then he understood and he was like, exactly. So I really don't have to do this because God I have to be in under his order. You see what I mean? So it's easy to understand it when you understand this ain't about my will. It's about someone else's. So he was sold on the orders because if the government said it, I got to do it. He didn't even think. Am I right? If they tell you, no, it's good to have you back. Am I right? If they tell you, you got to move, don't you? You don't even think about it. Look at it. See, he said you don't even think about it. I got to move on it. Because it's his orders. When you get orders, orders, they're orders. It's the same way with the will of God. This, uh, this is the order. So you can't, you move. Let me ask you a question. Do you even think about your orders? Have you ever gotten orders? Watch this. Watch this. I, I got a lot to do. Short time. You ever gotten orders you didn't want to do? What you do? Oh, glory to God. Did y'all hear what he just said? Now, y'all didn't hear what he just said. Can I say it again for him? He's gotten orders that he didn't like. You're in the military, too. You, you lovely wife. You, she said, did you get orders, too? Do you ever get any you ain't like? What you do? Did you hear that? Y'all didn't hear that. There are going to be orders that are going to come down. You may not like the orders, but, hey, I'm going to do these. Because I'm not the one giving the order. I'm not in charge of myself now. Am I right? So I don't get to make my own call. Even though I don't like it, I got to go do it. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Y'all getting in there? All right. Hang in there. Hang in there. Say okay. All right. Next verse. All right. And that is, this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Next verse. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I'm the bread which came down from heaven. They upset. And they said, is not this Jesus? Oh, glory to God. Do y'all see this? Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? Did you see what they just did? They familiarized him. They made him familiar. And can I tell you something? If you make me familiar, you're not going to receive. You make a man or woman of God familiar, you won't receive from. And you got to walk away from that. You know, if you feel yourself becoming familiar, go run somewhere else. You see what I mean? So that you can still have that level of respect you should have. I ain't going to lie. I only got a, that's right. What you call? Amen. But no, you, you, you still want to, I don't want to be your buddy. Or your power, because you're going you're gonna to lose. If you can't disseminate or be able to uh, look at things 
perfectly in the right frame of mind, you're going to start doing something that you ain't got no business doing. Or, or treating me in a manner that I shouldn't be treated. Amen. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Glory to God. So, and it's the same way. Don't familiar yourself, think you and God big buddies like that, and then now you done messed it up. How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven. Next verse, we've got to pick up speed. And Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. No man can go after God and say, that's why I told you this before. The ungodly are not seeking the Lord. God has to draw them. And I will raise him up in that last day. Next verse. I got to get to where I'm going. It is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the father cometh unto me. All right. Not that any man have seen the father, saith he, which is of God. He hath seen the father. Next verse, please. Verily, verily, <coughs> I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Amen. I am that bread of life. It's coming, y'all. Y'all ready to eat? Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. That's me. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat, that's me, right? Are you any man? All right, eat of this bread. He shall live how? Forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Glory to God. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Now they're tripping because they're trying to figure out a spiritual concept with a fleshly mindset. Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh. Here it is. Y'all ready? Y'all see it? All right. Here we go. Ready? Read. Say it again. No, no. Say it again. Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except. You have no life in you. So he just told them, you got to eat. What did he say? You got to eat the flesh of the son of man and you got to drink his blood. Now, he's not talking about physically. Somebody say amen. amen. Write this down. Eating the flesh and drinking the blood means believing in Christ and him crucified. That means all the precious benefits that will come along with it. That means the pardon of sin. Acceptance with God. The way to the throne of the grace, the throne of grace to God. The promise of the covenant and eternal life. We partake of Christ by taking partake by partaking of the benefits. Somebody say, I know that's right. All right. Now, I can choose to eat. Now, what do you mean by this? When I choose to eat, I choose to lay down who I am and pick up who he is. Now, watch this. Everything that he says he wants me to be, I have to do that. Are you with me? Everything he's talking about, everything he says, Pastor, I want you to do this. I got to do it. Or Jack, let's put it in Jack terms. Jack, I want you to do this. This is what you got to do. If I'm going to be a believer, I got to follow him. I got to do what he says for me to do. I got to act in the manner he desires for me to act in. Everybody in agreement with that. Turn with me to here. 
Genesis 3, 15. I tell you what, let's go to Matthew uh, 24, Matthew 6 and 24. And please get me first, let's get me, uh, get me Matthew 6 and 24, but get it in the Amplified Classic, please. I have to make a decision to choose to eat. Now, I want to read something to you because this is where we're going to lay it right here for the next five to ten minutes so that we get a clear picture on receiving what he has. Look at this, Matthew 6 and 24. Y'all read this before? Look what it says. Come on, ready, read. Okay, stop right there. What does that mean? You can't be on two sides at the same time. If, it's, if you're playing the Colts, you can't be on the Steelers. Somebody say amen. If you're playing the Eagles, you can't be on the Giants. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense? I can only be on one team at once. All right. Watch this. No one can serve for stop. Either he will. Now, this is where we're coming at. See, because he's going to continually ask them a question. They're going to walk away from it. Why? Because they couldn't make a decision who they loved. Well, yeah, they did. They made a decision. They said, I'm going to love over here. That's why he said many of them couldn't walk with him no more. Do you love him? Okay, here it is again. Here it is before we leave. Do you love him? No, no. Do you love him? Yes. All right, because we're going to challenge that. See, because if you love him, there are certain things that should just ooze out of you. Amen. Certain ways you should. Now, that's not saying you're perfect. Amen. Doesn't say you do everything right. Amen? Amen. But it's saying there's something about you that can say, hey, he does know God. Yeah. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, watch this. No one can serve what? What happens when you serve two masters? This is basic. You do what? You hate one and. All right. You can't be on both both teams. I love one or I hate one. All right. Watch this. Or he will stand by and be devoted to one and despise and be against the other. I want you to get that part right there. Or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. You can't serve two things. Somebody say amen to that. All right. Write this down. Oh, man. I'm going to finish up. All right. Y'all good? I only got a few more. I only got a few more. There's a word that I had told you about. I told some of the folks on, on Wednesday that we need to become familiar with. That word is called enmity. 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 Because enmity, is, the definition of it is, is going to be really simple. Got it. Is a deep-seated ill will. Enmity is a deep-seated ill will. A deep-seated ill will. Today, you're going to ask, you're going to be asked to eat his body. And to eat his body says, I engulf who he is, what he's about, what he desires. Amen. Now, watch this. Watch this. Turn with me to Genesis 315, please. <coughs> Genesis 315. Look what the Bible says. Y'all read it? 
Genesis 3.15 says this. Let's, let's switch it back. The KJV. There we go. And I will put, everybody ready, ready to read. And I will put enmity. Stop right there. What's that word? Enmity, deep-seated ill will, deep-seated hate. Are you with me? I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So it's a deep-seated will. We already see it already, right? Let's go to uh, James 4 and 4. All right. It's a deep-seated ill will. So one of the things you have to ask yourself, you know, do I have any of this thing called enmity against God? See, because if I'm going to eat all what God has for me, if I'm going to eat his flesh, I can't have enmity against God himself. Watch this. James 4 and 4 says this. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, whatever that is, female version, know ye not that the friendship of the world is... Okay, come on. Everybody say is what? So right now, if you're a friend with the world, you don't like God. Mm. Come on now. If it's if you're a friend with the world, well, I got friends in the world. If you're a friend with the world, you don't like God. He just said your friendship. Ye not, know ye not that the friendship of the world is Whosoever there will, now watch this, everybody ready to read. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Who is a friend of the world is a what? Enemy of God. Is a what? Enemy of God. So you still like the world. There's just certain things I like about them. Really? You got to be careful what you like because or what you're eating because you, if you're eating certain things, you're not eating him. You didn't take him all the way on. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Look what the Bible says in 1 John. 1 John 2.15, please. Give me the amplify. Write this down while you're turning. A friend, and we need to get this. A friend is a person, a person known well to another and regarded with liking, affection, loyalty, and intimacy. I'll say that again. A friend is a person known, a person known well to another and regarded with liking, affection, loyalty, and intimacy. First John 2.15. You have to understand if I'm a friend of the world, I'm in trouble. Jesus, Jesus died so you wouldn't be a friend to the world. Somebody say amen. Look what the Bible says. First John 2.15 says, do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving of sensual gratification and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources or stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. Romans 8 and 7. Romans 8 and 7. One of the things that you and I have to get to is the place that 
I'm not allowing myself to be drawn into the world. Somebody say amen. amen. One of the things that has happened with the church is we were allowing the world to come right in the church and we're okay with it. Somebody say amen. amen. I said this the other day and I wasn't trying to be mean spirited or anything, but we're not trying to have a concert just to get you saved. Somebody say amen. And we're not trying to change the whole lighting scheme to get you saved. Now, we may have a concert, but it's just not so that we can continually have a concert every week so that you can come to church. I believe this is what gets you to church, teaching the word of God. Teaching, 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 teaching. Whether you say amen or not, just sit, listen, and learn. And then take that thing right back outside the door and give it to somebody else. Hunt your neighbor and say, I know that's right. Listen and learn. Amen. That's what church is all about. Church really ain't even about the choir. Somebody say amen. Church really is not about the choir. You know, well, you're just saying that because, no, 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 no. I'm saying it because, see, we've made church about everything else but God. Somebody say, man, church ain't even about you just having a, a, a great old good time, having coffee. Let's just have a little coffee, a coffee shop on top of that. Yeah, praise the Lord. It ain't about that. Amen. If that's what we're going to make church, we're going to always miss God. Amen. You know what they said? Now, I got to be real with you. You know what they said? They said in order to fill the church, you got to make the church like the club so much that they, they won't know the difference. No, that's what they say. They say, well, we've got to make that, make that church like the club because if we make it like the club, when they, once they just left on Saturday night, they'll be okay. Uh, that was just a little dig I was just playing. But this is about the will of God and doing him, not doing us. Somebody say amen. If you need a light, if we need lights, then we're going to have, man, glory to God. Uh, we're going to be in trouble. Because the Holy Spirit, see, okay, glory to God. That's where I was when I walked in this morning. Because I felt that we were hampering the Spirit of God. And I felt it. And I was like, and I, and I leaned over to her and I said, this is not, do you feel this? You know, I, I looked at you and you were like, yeah, I got it. You understand what I mean? And you got to be able to pick that up. And you got to be able to say, no, 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 I ain't receiving that. I can only receive, uh, I got to give my garment of praise so that any spirit of heaviness I lift off. Somebody say amen. I've got to give the spirit of God free reign. If he doesn't have free reign, child of God, this is what we got to do. And I, and, and, and I know it's hard and I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but we got to get there. We got to give it to him. And when it doesn't go the way he plans it, we got to stop. But we're on a schedule. We're so in tune to our schedule that the spirit of God Really can't move. And if we do that same thing at work, I mean, at church, we're doing it at home. We're transferring it. And so what happens is I've, I'm in this routine. So God's got to work within my box. 
And he's saying, I want to go outside your box. I want to. Oh, glory to God. I want you to partake of me. I want you to eat of my flesh. I want you to understand what it is that I am about. I want you to understand my will versus yours. We got to change it. And when I mean change it, we've got to be so sensitive to the spirit of God that we're able to cut off something that we've used to. Are you with me? Otherwise, we're going to try to keep doing these other little things that the world does, thinking it works. And God is saying, unless my spirit is leading the way, you're not being led. Glory to God. I, you know, glory. I can't. I can't anymore. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a meeting with all the leaders here. And we're going in. We're going to spend time before the Lord. Individually, I'm calling you, come on over. What are we going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to get before the Lord. and We're just going to stay there. We're not watching television. This ain't for me to just hang out with you. This is for us to come together as one and walk the walk that he desires through the spirit of God. Until we get back to that. Until we get back to that. We're just going to, that's why we can have church and without the spirit of God and we're okay. Having church without the spirit of God is not okay. And the longer we become used to it, it's okay. Then we won't even, we can do God without himself. And we get to the place where we do God. And it was funny, man. Did you, I don't see if you picked it up. Uh, On Friday night, I'm listening to a comedian. But he's making jokes about church. But people grabbed onto it. As though it was church or some type of church. And he was like, and all he said was, well, and they was like, wow. And some parts of that. And I was like, wow. And I was like, man, it doesn't take much. You see what I mean? We got to get to a place where there's no anointing. If there's no anointing, if the spirit of God is left, we leave with him. Somebody say amen. Now that's going to take something because in the new church, we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. We got to get to the place where we're willing to lay out for the Lord. We got to get to the place where we're willing to come in. And if we don't do no music, if we don't do no preaching or something, and the spirit of the Lord just has us doing this, we're okay with it. That's where we got to get to. And it just can't be a one-hit wonder. Oh, we did it this week. You know, and then, but, and you got to be careful that we just don't try to reproduce it. The same thing. 
I know God's messing with me. I hope he's messing with you. I'm not saying everybody's wrong or this is wrong. I'm saying we better get back to the spirit of the Lord or we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. You're wondering why there's no power in the church. I'll tell you why. There's no Holy Ghost. You took him out. And you replaced him with tradition. And you replaced him with the way we do things. And you're wondering why there's no power. Why is there no healing? You're wondering why these things are missing. Nobody's wondering why. Because we're doing church without doing God. We're not eating. He said, eat of me. We're so concerned about our own will that his is out the door. This is what I want, God. Who cares what you want? What does he want? I don't think we understand a lot of things. I really do. He paid a heavy cost for us. I told you this before. The cost for a thing determines uh, the price of a thing that was paid determines the preciousness and the value of it. So when he gave his only begotten son, see, you could buy a car and you could pay $10. But I say I'll give you 100 for it because it's more and it's important to me, not you, because of the price I'm going to pay. He gave his son because it was at your value. Do you hear what I just said? The value he put on you was his son. The value he put on you was Jesus Christ. And you, you repay him by being a friend to the world? The devil ain't mad at nobody going to church. He ain't mad at how build you build these big cathedrals or whatever, whatever. He don't care. He cares what happens when you get in there. Do you receive something? Then you go back out and change it for the kingdom. He's more concerned about that. That's why he messes with you before you get out of here. Glory to God. I hadn't finished preaching two weeks ago and hell broke loose. Hell broke loose right in the house. Right in the house. And then, and then the, the enemy, you know, thank you, Father. The enemy told, and, and, you know, we were talking this weekend, and he was like, Pastor, it was designed for you. You called it, but it came a back way. It's designed to get me to hate. I'm not going to take that. That's all again about doing the will of God. When you see you're off, can you say it's me? Are you willing to say, hey, I got to get this right? 
I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I had a man of God stand me down. I said, I ain't wrong. He said, you're wrong. I said, I ain't wrong. We're going back. He said, you are. I said, I ain't wrong. And then I said, I am. I said, glory, because it's not about me. I told him I wanted to hold on to being right so much. He said, you got to let it go. Because it's a back door. It's a back door to bring anger and hate in. And if it brings anger and hate, that's not the will of God. You've just given the enemy a door. Close every door. Close every door. Somebody say amen. I know this isn't what you came for. But it's what we need. Glory to God. God is an awesome God. I thank God that we can hear the voice of the Lord. No matter how much we want it, want it to be our way, God said, no, it's my way. You know, glory to God. Somebody say amen. All right. Matthew 16, 24. Glory to God. I, I, I'm done. I know I'm done. I'm out of time. Well, can I read a few scriptures for you? Resurrection Sunday shouldn't be about Easter eggs. Resurrection Sunday shouldn't be about chocolate bunnies. Resurrection Sunday should be about me getting up when he got up. Me remembering that what was done for me on Calvary's cross. Soon as I understand that resurrection, I can live. Somebody say amen. amen. Look what the Bible says. Matthew 16, 24. I'll give you two scriptures and then we'll go home. Or two sets. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him. That's where we're going next week. Let him what? And what? There's a lot of denying we've got to do. And denying, denying is actually saying you want your way, but you're saying not my will, but your will. A lot of denying you got to do. Somebody say amen. 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 I didn't want to deny. Glory to God. My wife is standing. All right. Amen. You know, it's... When you look at things, you're almost, because you want your will, you'll override authority just to do what you want to do. Did you, I don't know if you noticed that. I'm telling, I'm telling my mentor, you're wrong. My head. My authority. I'm saying, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. He's like, no, you're not. And then never back down. He just smiled and said, no, you're wrong. When you can't listen to your authority, you got problems. Are you listening to me? And you have to make a decision. Are you going to follow God? Or is your will so important 
that you got to do you. Because I'm telling you, as long as you're doing you, you're not doing God. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, as soon as I said, oh, yeah, it is me. I was so liberated. So free. Because, see, in, the, in my mind, I wanted payback. Oh, no, y'all didn't hear what I said. You know, as a pastor, I'm telling you, yeah, that, that my flesh rose up. I want a little payback. I said, that's just wrong for somebody to say that and do that. And I said, I said, God, I think you need to put them on the spot. Matter of fact, I'll be here right now to be your Peter. That ain't the will of God. Are you with me? If you don't let go of your will and allow his will to be done, you're going to be lost. Are y'all listening to me? All right, let me show you that before I go. Y'all getting that thing? I hope you received something today. 1032. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him I also will deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I come to send peace on earth. I come not to send peace but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Oh, my Jesus. I thought we was going to be one happy family. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth your father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth the son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross, taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth it for his life for my sake shall find it. I want you to understand something tonight, today. Until you take up your cross and follow him, you're not following him. There are certain things you're going to have to let go so that you can follow him. You can't carry him anyway because you're carrying the cross. Somebody say amen. amen. The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening, and remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord.